Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Tristan here with the Extreme Common Sense Podcast, thanking our friends at Berea Pond. We could not do the podcast without the generous support from Aaron and Robin at Berea Pond. And also, my house wouldn't have nearly as much cool stuff without all the items at Berea Pond. So when you're ready for your next furniture, gun, ammo, pallet, they have so much cool stuff, you're not ever going to regret going to Berea Pond. That's Berea Pond at 107 Clay Drive in the old IGA building across from near New Auto Center. Don't miss out. If you're from the area, you got to get into Berea Pond. I'm Trisden. And I'm Ray. What we hope to do here is find a little bit of middle ground on some of these extremely polarizing social and political issues. Welcome everybody to Extreme Common Sense. What's up, Ray? Hello, Tristan. Hey man, back in studio, good to see you. It is, it is. We've been away for a long time. Yeah, a long time. (laughs) So, pretty excited, man. Nice to have you back. We'll bring in our guest in just a minute. So, but it's pretty exciting. This is our first in-studio guest. Right. Because after trying to get a microphone cord for a microphone that was never compatible, right? we just bought a new damn microphone that was compatible, and now we, we can do guests. And we're hoping this sounds very good today. Man, we sure hope so. If, yeah. if not, you know, what did you pay for it, listener? Nothing. That's true. So, yeah. yeah what, maybe Troy can work some magic, but no, I think we got it. Yeah. yeah, and so I, I can't wait to see him. I hope he's wearing his Rolex, because I'm, I'm going to steal it. I like it, if, if he's got that on. But he's this is... This is a local guy that I met at a, at a political rally, I think. His name's Ben. Super nice guy. We just kept bumping into each other like throughout town. We both live here in Berea. And I just said, look, I'd love to have an inner political person come on sure. the show and talk a little bit about the process. And, and I'm just fascinated by that. So Ben said, yeah, I'd love let's to do come it. on and, and do it. So let, let's bring him in. You got, right, a, got a door opening and closing I, sound effect? I'll, hey, hang on. I'll let him in. All right, let, let Ben in. Yeah. Right. Yes, thank you. Hey, hey. hey Ben. Hey, hey, guys. Thank you. What a first guest. I'm honored. Yeah. First well, guest in this little studio. Yeah, we yeah. had a nice studio down the street, and we were we were kicked out of it. So, uh, yeah, it was great. The Arts Council, I think, they got rid of the lady that was in charge of the Arts Council, and by default, losing us our studio. Yeah, so now we're, down we're in here. Old Town. Yeah, it was a great little studio. Now, were um, you behind that as the magistrate at the <laughs> time? All. Was that your fault? No, 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 not at all. <laughs> I, I'm all for free speech. <laughs> Fair enough. So Ray, I guess we'll do a little business as um, as we get started. How are his levels? Can we get good. I might lean in a little bit, okay. Ben, but yeah, I, th- I think it's it looks good. Yeah. Okay. Well, sounds good. So Ben, tell us a little bit about your political career up to this point, and tell us a little bit about yourself. You bet. So you know, again, my name is Ben Robinson. I'm you know, as bad as I hate to say it, I am the former magistrate of the first district. Um, <clears throat> I was appointed. Uh, to the first district magistrate position when Paul Reynolds passed away. Mm-hmm. Paul Reynolds was appointed when Larry Combs right. passed away. So uh, they were looking for, you know, one, a Democrat. Two, they were also looking for someone who would contest the seat. And in my conversations with Governor Brashear's office, I told him, absolutely, if given the appointment that I would absolutely contest the seat, which I did. Uh, fell a little short, but you know I've, I've been involved in, in public service in, in Berea and Madison County for over 28 years. Um, in 1992, I ran for the Berea City Council uh, as a 27-year-old, nice. door to door, and you know asking people for their vote on their city council is how I would frame up my ask. And you know I was I served three terms uh, on the Berea City Council. I've also served. A number of years at you know Berea planning and zoning, uh, and I've also been you know a magistrate here uh, in Southern Madison County, which was an absolute joy, even though it was a year. Um, I totally enjoyed it, and you know I would always tell people when they would ask me, "What is you know what is the job of a magistrate?" And what was funny to me is that not many people knew what a magistrate does. That's probably true. So I would have to explain to them. You know, I banged on probably a thousand doors uh, during the election uh, campaign season. Can I take a shot at it? See, see what I know. Sure, absolutely. So, would a magistrate be comparable to a city commissioner, but you're in the county? Exactly. Okay. Cool. Exactly. Oh, look at you! Hey, look at the big brain on Ray. Yeah. You know, I was I was disappointed in how uninformed 
our voters are. Yeah, that's a shame. It is. So I would have to explain to them, and I would use that same analogy that you used, is that if you think of the county, think of it no different than the city of Berea or the city of Richmond, mm-hmm. so much as, you know, we have commission members, we have council members, but, you know, in the county government, we have districts, right. uh, and they are partisan races. And um, think of the county judge executive uh, as the mayor, right. you know, of the county, and think of the magistrates as you know, council people for their particular district, now, and how, and how, district how and, as well as the entire county. And how many in in Berea? How many, how many magistrates? Well, just one. Oh, just and, one. They cover southern Massachusetts. Cover southern. Right, so okay. We have four magistrates. Uh, oh, that's right. Because uh, there's four because. Northern Madison County, Richmond has three. Okay, so you had Southern Madison County. Gotcha. Right. I had Southern Madison County. Gotcha. Yes. So, you know, that's a little bit about me. I mean, you know, I've been also in transportation uh, in one way or another since 1995. I'm currently working for XPO Logistics uh, as a, you know, a sales guy. Nice. I'm, I'm running around. You guys hiring? Uh, you know, we need drivers. Ah. Okay? We, we need drivers. They probably okay. do well. Uh, and, and, yeah. and, you know, you're, you're close to the average age, okay? So, okay. Yeah, I'm so, sure. <laughs> that's, yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm you know, in transportation, and I've been in transportation since 1995, like I said, in one way or another. And it's, you know, it, um, it in sales, as you know, you have the flexibility uh, to do some other things. And it, it worked out well, you know, when I was magistrate, even on the city council. Nice. So I, born and bred Madison Countyian? No, I wasn't. So my father <clears throat> was in the Navy. Okay. I was born up in Great Lakes, Illinois in 1966, and he was shipped off to uh, San Diego, did two tours during Vietnam on the USS Coral Sea. Oh, wow. Awesome. Uh, he was an aircraft uh, He was an aircraft mechanic, and we made our way back to Madison County. We came back to Madison County in the early 70s, and I've you know, been here ever since. Went to Brigham for a few years, went to Eastern and graduated from Eastern. Nice. So, you know, Best of both worlds. That's right. So I, you know, I consider myself, you know, a Madison County guy. Nice. Yeah, as that's you awesome. should. Yeah. But you remember San Diego? Not at Barely. all. Barely. You were not, too young. Yeah, not at all. My not brother at all. was born out in San Diego. Uh, well, actually, Escondido. Uh, which is yeah. kind of right outside of San Diego. Right, right. Nice. So, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll get right into it for me. I mean, you just had a, the big, bright, branded D on you, and you're running for office in central Kentucky, right? I mean, there's no other reason that you lost the election. You know, there, there were, you know, it's funny you say that, Tristan, because <laughs> uh, there was, I knew going into it, there was a lot of happiness. I knew that. And um, it was one of those things that, um, I would try to move the conversation past political party, which was a challenge. And a magistrate is a four-year term? It's a four-year term. Four-year term, yes, okay. it's a four-year term. So this was a 2020 election? This was the 2022. Oh, so this was you just, just passed. Okay, yes. man, I got you. Got you. So, the midterms. The midterms, got you. Exactly. So, you know, it was, there were a lot of headwinds. There were a lot of, you know... I would engage people, you know, in the county, in the city, wherever it may be, and, and I felt comfortable that they felt comfortable with me, but I, I would always ask them, do you have any other questions? They would say, are you a Republican? Are you a Democrat? And I would say, I'm a registered Democrat. I have been since 1984, uh, when Kentucky was probably three to one, four to one Democrat. That's right. Republican. That's right. Okay. And, and I would talk about my experience, and, and I would ask voters, is there a Republican or Democratic way to fix a pothole? Right. To pave a street. Right. Uh, to clean out a culvert. That's you know, right. Whatever the case may be. And uh, they were like, well, I'm not going to vote for you because you're, you know, you're a Democrat. How about so it was, it was tough. In and fairness, all Democrats do eat and kill babies. Yeah. Is that true? No, of course not. But I mean, if you like, if you I'm walk joking. around at a festival here, yes. of course, I mean, these, these people look at you like you're, you know, there's a lot of real QAnon people that believe some of this stuff. So it doesn't matter how good of a candidate you are or a person you are. It's just that letter branded on you. Sadly. Yeah, but what's even more interesting is what Ben said that because I moved here in 88, grew up in New Jersey. Sure. And um, when I moved here, it was three to one Democrats. Those were the, you know, the, the blue dog. Democrats left over from the FDR days. I mean, FDR is elected president four times. The only person who will ever have that happen because the 27th maybe amendment. But he was elected on the backs of Southerners. It wasn't Northerners voting for FDR. It was Tennessee, Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama. And and that whole thing pivoted. Kentucky for sure. And that whole thing pivoted, man. 
And now, to Tristan's point, carrying that D is like a scarlet letter. You know, and I told somebody, you know, on election night, I was watching the returns, and, you know, I lost by 900 and some odd votes. And, um, you know, in looking at it, you know, I told my wife, she was, you know, uh, Brandy Brown, and Judge, retired now, Judge Brandy Brown. Okay, yeah. And she asked me, she said, what do you think about it? And I said, well, you know, I don't necessarily know if Barack Obama uh, could have won in the first district. And then when I got the numbers the, the next day and looked at them, and I'm like, well, okay. So, you know, there are 10 precincts in the 1st District, and I won two of 10. They were here in the city of Berea. Right. And, but what I wanted to look at is that straight party ticket pool. And so what I did is I went through each precinct, and I said, okay, here's all the Republican straight party ticket pools. Here's all the Democratic straight party ticket pools. Subtracted them out. And here's the number, right? There were only two districts where there was a positive delta between Democrat and Republican, uh, and that was here in the city of Bree, about 90 votes, okay? Now, there were about 1,033 that were, um, you know, straight party Republican. So you back it out, there's, you know, I already had 958 votes against me. How about that? Okay. So just on the straight party just poll. Just on the straight party ticket. That's a great analysis. Yes. Now, did you do the same kind of retail campaigning? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I'm a, you know, I consider myself a old school politician and, and one that believes that people want to see the candidate. They yeah, want to absolutely. engage the candidate. Absolutely. Um, and ask them questions and how they feel about this, that, or whatever. Um, and that's what I did. Um, you know, I would go out. Uh, you know, on a Saturday, on a Sunday after work and literally, you know, knocking on doors, you know, there were days where, you know, I had my Garmin watch on and, you know, I would get in eight miles. Of nice. Nice. Um, and, you know, it was, you know, I am, I, I'm one of those, you know, retail kind of guys and let's talk about issues. And, you know, there were, uh, there was a forum <coughs> I was involved in, in, you know, late October uh, sponsored by the Richmond Chamber of Commerce and you know I tried to frame it up as providing solutions it would appear to me you know right now in this current political you know sure. s- state that we yes. have right now is, is one that um, we're very polarized uh, and I tried to offer solutions instead of telling about the problem right uh, and here's what I would like to do to try to fix that right light a candle don't curse the darkness that's right yeah but we're just in that point, though, now. It just feels like, and certainly in places where we are, central Kentucky, man, what kind of a Democrat could win an election right now? I mean, to your point, Barack Obama is probably not going to win. Well, I mean, a little bit off of, of your particular case, Ben, and I guess we're going to find out in 23 when Governor Bashir is up, right? Exactly. But and again, he gets is urban he, metro areas, not a luxury bin. Is it 50-50 right now? Could he be reelected? I believe he can. I, I think so, too. I, He's I done a fine job. He has. And, and I think that, you know, we as a party, as a Democrat, um, I look at it and I believe right now we have a messaging problem. Right. Okay. Right. But we do. We have a messaging problem. And we need to define the message, get it out there, and not let the other party define, define who that's exactly right and okay. they've done a great and job of this Triz and I talk about it often yes. uh, Democrats struggle w- with messaging uh, some of their ideas are great but boy they get beaten to the punch you know well, and, and then when they do come up with something it's to fund the police which is like oh really well, nice job guys <laughs> I, I, I think we also need to look at you know okay so we look at message and we also have to work on voter turnout yes the, the Republican Party has done a fantastic job I don't care if it's Madison County I don't care if it's the Commonwealth of Kentucky of getting people to the polls we have not done that and we need to crack that code in more than just urban areas sure you know out in the rural areas yeah absolutely and we do well nationally people will come out and vote nationally but yeah it is tougher to get local democrats to come out and show up and vote for magistrate it just is that's right that's exactly and your opponent was uh it was brian combs (laughs) was it cordial enough it it absolutely was well that's cool that's cool it absolutely was i mean um you know after the election you know i posted a nice 
post on Facebook congratulating him on his win. That's great. I also called him. Oh, cool. And congratulated him. And I told him that, um, you know, as a resident of Southern Madison County, that he has my support and he is my magistrate, right? And that he should, you know, celebrate the win with his beautiful family and get to work because there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done. And good for you. That's the way it should work. Well, I really think he should have demanded a recount and then went around for four years claiming it was garbage and fixed. I think that's the new way to handle it. You know, it's it's funny to say that. That never entered my mind. Mm -hmm. Never once. I think most normal people wouldn't, right? (laughs) Right, Like it's (laughs) That's what's so hard about, you know, the obvious example that we're discussing. I mean, it... It was kind of out of nowhere. I mean, the funny thing, and Ray have talked about it on Ray and I have talked about it on the show. We remember when Barack Obama was getting ready to end his second term, and you would hear these whispers that he's not going to leave. He doesn't want to leave. He's right. going to, you know, in, induce martial law and all these things. And it was the party that kept saying Obama was going to do that that then tried to do it four years later, and then you know he's still not admitted he, he's lost the election, yeah. and he's still polling higher than anybody else is, is for a Republican candidate, which is crazy. Well, Man, so you know, since, since we're on the you know topic of you know national politics, what did you all think of the State of the Union? Ah, uh, it's funny. We just talked about it. I mean, you know, honestly, Ben, it was a lot of tax and spend. I mean, the, you know, it, it, it was. Sure. Um, but I thought he comported himself really well, put the Republicans on, def- on the defense with Social Security and Medicare. They took the bait. And he off-scripted, sparred, and teased with them and really got their goat. And McCarthy didn't want that at all. No. He's just sitting there going, oh, don't do this. No, and I, and I love, call it what you will, I, you know, the Jedi mind trick that he played on. I think so. Yeah, and, and I said, think okay, so. So we can all agree that, you know, Medicare, Medicare, right. Social Security is, off, is, is right. off the table, right? Stand up if you believe it. Right. And everybody did. And everybody yeah. stood. And it's like, yeah. we, we got it. Yeah. That's no, it. It, was really, it was really skillful. Yes. You know, he's been at it a long time. And the other funny line was when he said, uh, and you Republicans who voted against the infrastructure bill, I'll still be there and I'll see you at the groundbreakings. That's because it. they still show up. <laughs> that's that's so funny. That, that was, was a great a line. line. And, and I'm it, not sure that was scripted, you know? Yeah, and a lot of the stuff he said, it's hard to argue with made in America, right? Like, right. You know, it wasn't right. a very divisive speech. Right. It was, you know, most of the State of the Union. I'm sure Fox News pretty, found it divisive. Oh, yeah. They were made in South America is what he meant, you know? QAnon says, but, but no, I mean, it, it, it would be hard on a point by point basis. There was very few things that I thought were even partisan enough that Republicans could have said, oh, that's horrible. And, you know, we don't like that. Yeah. Well, and, and I think, you know, I think it's a party, you know, whether it's in local, county, national, that, you know, we need to do as a party is ask our friends on the other side, you know, are you against you know, clean water. Right. Are, are you against internet for everybody? Right. Are you against, you know, the infrastructure that, you know, whether it's ports and airports and roads and bridges and whatever, tell me why you're against that. That's it. Um, and, and I think that, you know, it, it took, you know, the administration a little while to figure out, you know, don't talk about the 1.7 trillion. Talk about everything that's in it. Yeah. And, and, right. And, and, and pose the question, to those who are against it, why are you against pre-K? Yeah, absolutely. Why are you against this, that, or whatever? Explain that position to me. Right. So what no. did you think of the speech overall, Ben? I thought it was good. I, I thought that, you know, for those who believe that, you know, President Biden is low energy and those that believe that he has lost a step, um, I would disagree. Exactly. I thought if you're sharp. of that, if you're in that camp, it was hard to be you know, proven right last night. That's right. Yeah. He, I thought he was sharp. I thought he was witty. I thought that he went out of his way at the beginning to at least yes. pass out Very the, nice. You know, the flowers. Or Accolades. Whatever, Absolutely. Whatever to, yes. To, to Mitch McConnell. Absolutely to right. Speaker McCarthy to, you know, others that were in the, you know, in the audience. Right. Yeah. I thought he A hundred percent. Yeah. And I don't really remember other presidents doing that. You know, it's not reason to uh, Mitch or McCarthy, but I thought, I thought it was very nice. I did too. Yeah. I did too. Overall, I, you know, I thought it was a great speech and, and I thought it had a lot of substance and, um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, if, he does run that you know the campaign slogan is going to be let's finish the job right? let's finish the job that's right he because was he, he yes he did that you know throughout. he did that was his mantra but how important now speaking of national and local politics is mitch mcconnell 
Man, he's like the sane. He's become the sane voice of and face of Republicanism. You can't imagine that four years or like yeah, five, six I mean, years he, ago. He's the old statesman who needs to keep you know things adrift instead of. Well, and I'll say this, you know, over Trump's term in four years, and I think I've said this on the show, one of my closest Republican friends literally went from being in 2016, my farthest right political friend to at the end of the Trump administration. Now, if you're factoring in QAnon, the crazy conspiracies, you know, he wasn't buying any of that. He went from being the farthest right to the most reasonable Republican. So I think in essence, that's sort of what happened with McConnell. McConnell hasn't changed. The game has changed. Right. Politics went from being this, we disagree on abortion, to, uh, you know, again, I joked about They're it in the beginning, yeah. where Democrats are killing babies in caves. Right. So, well, but let, let, me, let me play the devil's advocate to you, Tristan. You know, in 1984, I was a senior in high school, Marie Community High School. Mitch McConnell was running for the U.S. He was. Senate. That's the first year he was elected, right? Yeah. He came to Bree Community. Nice. That's cool. And met with all of the seniors ah. and talked about what he was going to bring to Kentucky, what he was going to do for Kentucky, and ask us for his vote and all that kind of stuff. Now, That's awesome. That was 1984. In, in 1984, if you look at Mitch McConnell, um, he was pretty moderate. Mm-hmm. He, That's true. He, he, yeah. was, he was pretty center of the road, right? Right. And now to hear you know Mitch McConnell say, you know, when Barack Obama was president, it was, you know, his role to make sure that no legislation got passed. So, and to and to make sure Obama was a one term president. president. Right. Absolutely. So I wrote Mitch a letter. Oh nice. And said, Mitch, you know, you came Senator McConnell, you came to my senior class, spoke to us, asked for your vote, talked about, you know, the Republican platform and your future you know, what, what the Republicans wanted to do for the United States and the Commonwealth of Kentucky. And it, it's a complete opposite of where he is now. Sure. In my opinion. Yeah. And When did you write that letter, Ben? I wrote that letter, gosh, it was, prompt, well, it was during the Obama years. Okay. It was okay. during the Obama years. And I, I told him that, you know, he and his, you know, his colleagues should probably pull up the old schoolhouse rock. <laughs> um, you know, cartoons sure, on right? how a bill becomes law. <laughs> right, right. And uh, I, I don't think that went over well. Right. So he did write me back. Yeah. And, and, you know, he didn't mention Schoolhouse Rock, but he said, yes, I remember speaking to your class. <laughs> and whatever. That's awesome, by the way, that he would do yeah. that. Respond. Good for him. He, yeah. he at least responded. But, you know, in my opinion, when we look at, you know, legislation, I don't care if it's local, county, national, state, whatever the case may be. Bring it to a vote. Sure. Vote it up or down. Sure. And, and let's see where it goes. Because, right. you know, th- there are so many good pieces of legislation that were sitting on his desk. Right. That, that, never, got the op- that never got the light of day. That was, that was his strategy. I mean, he was really skillful at that. And that was the first time in my lifetime that I'd ever recalled seeing an entire platform of, of a political party be, screw whatever these guys want to do. Right. It was just completely... Uh, I can't think of the the word, but I'm going to go against everything. It's not, we want to do this, we want to do that. Well, the most blatant was Merrick Garland. I mean, kept him at bay for a year. I mean, that was really almost a travesty. Right. Well, you know, you know, I kind of cycle back to, you know, I just been appointed, you know, in November and in February of last year, there was a, you know, the general assembly uh, was in session. And myself and John Tudor got the opportunity. There was a magistrate's day, you know, at the General Assembly. So we met with all of our elected officials. And, you know, my conversation with them was, you know, I I get, you know, the polarity and issues in D.C. I get all that stuff, you know. But I, I don't understand why in state government, you all want to try to act like they do in D.C., okay? And, you know, I posed the question to these lawmakers that represent Madison County in the 1st District. I said, have you reached out and talked to the governor? Oh, no, we don't have to. You know, we we have a supermajority. And I said, that's a pretty arrogant statement. Mm -hmm. Um, I said, because I'm willing to wager that if you sat down with Governor Bashir that there are probably eight to ten items that you guys can agree upon. Right. Those that you don't, table them. Table. In the parking lot or whatever the case may be. 
uh, and then get back to them. Uh, you know, for whatever reason, you know, politics today has become so polarized. There is no compromise. Man, that at yeah, all. that is a mouthful, but that is exactly the way it should work because you are yes. going to, no matter how desperate, you're going to find things upon which you can agree. Start there. And then, you know, you're going to have contentious issues, but leave them aside. Let's see what we can agree on, make some progress. And we're just so far from that. And another great point is why at the state level do you want to emulate that polarization? You can work to do your local people. You're all representing the state. Work for the betterment of it. And that's a fascinating observation. Yeah, that's a great observation. That is a brilliant observation. Well, you know, so here's, here's another part of that story. You know, after I had that conversation with this particular lawmaker, um, we leave and John hmm. Tudor, uh, who was who was my master, magistrate, yeah. who was your magistrate, yes. right? Democrat yes. as well, right? Uh, who had the same headwinds that I had and had the same straight party ticket polls that I had. He did well in the city of Richmond, but didn't do so well in the county. So did we, he win? He lost. He yeah. lost also. That's right. Oh. The, the only Democrat that won was Mike Coyle. Oh wow! Yeah, that was it. And Mike called me after the election and said, "Hey, man, you know it's." You know, it's a bad deal. It's this, it's that. I thought, you know, I thought that you know you could pull it off, and and I said, Mike, you know, it is what it is. The straight party ticket poll killed me. I said, if I'm you, I'm doing cartwheels. <laughs> Agreed. Out there on Big Bill Road, out there at your house, I'll be doing cartwheels and in the that, morning when I go out to my when I go out to my cruise. And, and sheriff <laughs> is a unique position. Like right. that is a little bit. People I think hold that a little bit different yeah. politically. So. Right. Yeah, that makes more sense. And if right. you're going to have one win, you could kind of sneak through because he's not giving speeches. He's arresting people. So right. it's pretty That's different. Right. But finish your story about... Yeah, sorry. so, so John, me and John Tudor left this particular um, representative's office. And, and John looked at me and he said, are all these meetings going to be like that with you, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, you know, we'll see how it goes, John. And so we go to another representative, and I'm not going to name names. Sure. And we go into his office. And I'm looking around and, you know, as a good salesperson, you should, you know, take inventory of right. what's in there. Right, right, sure. Okay. And back behind this particular person, there was an eight and a half by 11 of Donald J. Trump. And I was like, wow. And so we leave that one and John said, Ben, you hardly had anything to say. And I said, well, I said, you know, the picture behind me, behind you. Spoke volumes. Yeah. Spoke volumes. It <laughs> exactly. told me everything about this guy. Okay. It told me everything I needed to know. So, you know, I'm not going to go anywhere. With there that. you go. I'm not going to go That's anywhere. great. I have a lot of businesses, you know, obviously in local sales, and you'll walk into the business, and the first thing you see is Fox News blaring on the TV. Right. I always know. Like, you just walk in, and you see it, and you go, okay. Or OAN. Like, I've got a couple with OAN on it, I think. You know, we're, we're not talking uh, national issues today. I'm going to get the heck out of here. Now, Ben, back to uh, your situation. So you had to have been, uh, I don't mean to sound tacky when I say this, but pretty well connected to have the governor's office approach you when that vacancy came up well it, it, you know there's there's a lot more to making the sausage than that okay okay so there were phone calls that I made um, and, it, and it was one of those deals when you know somebody you know passes away and leaves an office vacant you don't want to immediately start calling right right because right. I think that comes across as tacky. right okay and you have to find that sweet spot on when is the right amount of time to start calling the folks that do have influence in the governor's office. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the governor's office called me um, initially. Okay. You know, I reached out to probably six or eight people wow. uh, to express my interest and also that I would contest the seat and yes, I would run. So, you know, and believe it or not, um, I was surprised at this. They even do a background check on it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, you know, I got something from the, you know, Kentucky Park Department of Records that says, hey, we've done a background check on you. And, you know, of course, I had no felonies, no speeding tickets, no this, that, or the other. But I was surprised. Ooh, speeding tickets hurts? That may hurt my chances. <laughs> it, it may. It, it may. It may but, that would kill your you chances. Know, they, they at least, you know, went through that portion of vetting uh, to... You know, make sure that, uh, you know, there were no skeletons in my closet, so to speak, uh, legal. Did you and Mr. Combs ever debate? Oh, yeah, we did. We, did you? Yeah, we did. We, we had one debate. Uh, nice. And I thought that, uh, you know, I, you know, it, it was kind of funny that 
um, there was a lot of points that I made that he agreed with. There you go. Uh, he agreed with and said, you know, I agree with Master Robinson in this position. And, you know, then there was no real follow-up on it. So, uh, you know, I, I tried, again, try to provide solutions, try to provide, you know, my vision of the county uh, as opposed to, you know, this is bad. We spend too much. We got too many employees. You know, the sheriff's department is too big or, you know, whatever, whatever you want to throw on the wall to see if it sticks. You know, I try to keep it, uh, try to keep it positive. I try to keep it, uh, you know, solution-based. Uh, as opposed to grievance based, which is sure. a lot of what we have now. That's exactly Indeed. right. Yeah. We were just talking about the uh, the grievance speech after the State of the Union, which seemed very kind very of dystopian, wasn't it? Yeah, right. yeah. That's what we said. It was very dark, man. It was, very dark. it was, you know, doom and gloom. And I guess that has an appeal, but good lord. But you know, so so my question would be to her, what's the solution? Exactly. Well, well, yeah. what is the solution? I mean, you know, if 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 you have all the great ideas, I'd love to hear them. Right. All ears. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't hear any. No. I, I did not hear any. It, and I listened to her entire speech. Yeah, so did I. And it was like, man, it was a little bit like on the heels of Trump's inauguration speech. It was kind of like part two. It was close. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was close. pretty dystopian. That's a great word. Yeah. yeah. You would like to hear as opposed to. Uh, the only platform be we hate your ideas right <laughs> some ideas on the right like tell us how we can fix things that would be wonderful and and, and i think that was another point biden made last outside night, of cut taxes yeah. for the rich think, outside think, of that right yeah but i think that was another point that uh yeah that president biden made during the speech you know listen i'll look, let's sit down let's talk but you gotta have some ideas you gotta bring something to the table not just grievance not just you're wrong you know yeah so ben i've got a question for you here and this is just uh be as honest as you can. Hopefully, you can be very honest. How corrupt oh, is local politics, oh, and, and how much of a good old boy system is still sneaking around in some of this stuff behind closed doors? You know, I, I never, I never really saw that. Um, I, you know, I would assume that you know, back in the eighties, back in the nineties, back in you know, before my time, I would, I would assume that some of that may have gone on, but. You know, I, I never had, you know, people, you know, offer me up some sort of quid pro quo. Well, sure. Um, you know, I, I would always tell people that, you know, probably 99, if I had, if I got 100 phone calls, 99 of them were on that particular constituent's most important road. And that's the one they drive on every day. That's right. Okay. So, you know, I never saw it. Yeah. Uh, or was aware of. Well, I think you always hear so many folks that want to say politicians are bad, politicians are corrupt. But Ray makes a great point, and, and I agree, that it, it feels like most people get into politics for the right reasons. They're trying to help, do a good job, and, and it's nice to hear that it's not kind of shady it's, behind closed doors. No, it, it's not. I mean, so did um, Judge Reagan Taylor and I agree on everything? No, we didn't. But... You know, we had, I at least voiced my opinion uh, and told him why I thought that this idea may be better than his. Um, would he listen? Yes. He okay, would. good. He good. would. He would. He absolutely would. Cool. And, um, you know, I, you look at, you know, a magistrate, and I, I'm telling you, they pay us, yes. Okay, um, the salary of a, of a magistrate is about $31,000 a year. So you got rich then, doing <laughs> I did. I got, I got super rich. I, I got super rich. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> but, you know, I've always looked at public services as something that, you know, the money to me is always inconsequential. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if you pay me something, whatever, I, you know, I don't really care. There were others, um, you know, on the court that believed that. You know, as much as we do and whatever, and you look at the size county we have, they could pay us, you know, between seventy-nine and eighty-one thousand dollars. And I'm like, do you do this for the money? Right. I don't. Right. I, I do it as you know, as public service, as giving back to my community, and this is the way I want to do it. So then you have a day job then the whole time you're That's a magistrate. Right. Okay. Absolutely. I wondered that. That's interesting. Right. Yes. Yes. Had a day job. Yeah. And, 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 you know, at that particular time, heck, man, I had three phones. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know. Work phone, personal phone, county phone. Yeah. And there were times where all three of them were ringing. <laughs> so you had to look at it and say, okay, which one do I answer? And I normally would answer 
the county county phone. phone? Yes. Yeah. I'll answer the county phone. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and given the current climate, I mean, obviously you have a head for politics. You probably want to stay involved. Can you stay involved as a Democrat, or do you consider an independent run, or what? What would? Where would you go from here? Well, and, and, you know, that, that, that's a that's a great question. You know, I am back involved. Um, Mayor Fraley uh, reached out to me and said, "Hey, Ben, would you like to get back on the?" Uh, Planning and Zoning Commission. Nice. I said, absolutely. Um, so I'm back, you know, kind of involved. Cool. You know, on the Planning and Zoning Commission here in the city of Berea. But as far as, you know, other aspirations, I mean, you know, it's, um, I, I would never say never, but, you know, it, you know, the climate, you know, needs to change. Um, and, you know, we as a party need to do, you know, a better job at, um, you know, speaking that centrist view, right? Right. Um, which is where I am. I mean, I, I look at, you know, my politics and, and I see me, you know, kind of center left. Right. Um, now, I'm, I'm all for, uh, you know, some of the progressive agenda, which is, you know, water and, you know, alternative. Well, I hope water is not a progressive agenda. Well, but, 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 yes. but it's been framed up that way. Yeah, it has. It's, it's true. It has. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, Absolutely. You know, I... I don't know. I mean, I, I would like to. I, I, and I'd it's funny, Ben, because Berea isn't exactly, you know, Pikeville. I mean, it's a somewhat progressive place. The college is here. And so if, you, if you're if you carrying that D and running into trouble in Berea, good good gracious, the rest of the state, well, other than Louisville and, and, and Lexington. Louisville, Lexington, maybe. Northern Kentucky a little Northern bit. Kentucky, yeah. Absolutely. But would you consider going as an independent? I mean, or switch parties even? Or what, I, I, what? Well, I would not switch parties. Okay. No. no okay. He's a man of some principle. That's right. And, you know, but but I thought, you know, after the election, I looked at it and I thought, I thought, well, you know, what would what would the results have been if it was an I, not a D? Mm, good question. And I don't know the answer. Don't know the but, answer. But, but, but I still don't necessarily mm. see myself, you know, politically as as an I right now. I'm, you know, I'm still, you know, I'm still a Democrat. I still believe in, you know, the values of the Democratic Party, regardless of what those who want to try to pigeonhole us that are and define it, sure, yeah. define right, us, right, right. right. Know, I still, you know, believe in the party, and I think that we have to do again a better job in messaging. We have to do a better job in getting the souls to the polls, and you know, stand up to the misinformation. 100%. It, it's hard. 100%. It's hard to stand up to the misinformation when there's so much of it and there's not one independent source that anybody trusts because it does just feels like, you know, you say the sky is blue and then there's going to be 12 websites that say it's pink. I mean, it, it's just tough right now. It is tough. It's, it's really yeah. hard. It is tough. What, tell us something, Ben, if you would, about local politics that most people don't know that you found fascinating or interesting when, when you became engulfed yourself well I mean as far as the you know as far as city as far as county I mean you know I can kind of you know put them both you know in one and say that you know Tip O'Neill used to like to say that all politics is are local right okay and I, I still believe that uh, <coughs> that, it, that it truly is and that it disappoints me the lack of involvement Right. Uh, that we have in our political process. And we still have those that like to, you know, play, you know, Monday morning quarterback and bitch and moan and say, you know, you should do this, you should do that. But they haven't voted in 15 years. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, it's, um, I think that, you know, as citizens, we need to be involved. We need to go to those city council meetings. We need to go to those fiscal court meetings. It was always a disappointment to me. Um, when I was on the fiscal court and look out there and virtually the only people that were there were those who had to be there. Yeah, media. Well, okay, we had one or two. Right. And then we also would have, you know, the department heads. Yes, or, or right. Or others right. that were there, right. right? That was it. Right. I mean, you know, if... And it is open to the public. Anyone can come. Open to yeah. the public. Now, you know, you know, I took issue with um, Judge Taylor to try to move some of those meetings to late afternoons mm. instead of at 9.30 in the morning. Right. Smart. And 
He said, well, you know, if we do that, then the people that work second shift or third shift are not going to be involved and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, man, they're not necessarily involved now. Yeah. You know, even when you look at, you know, and, you know, his comment was, well, you know, we do have, we're streaming it live on Facebook. I said, I get that. I said, but we maybe have 40 people, tops. And I told him it's not very interactive. I said, so it, 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 it's just a watching platform. I said, if we're going to do, you know, the Facebook stuff, then make it interactive. You know, promote questions. Have a, have a Q&A at the beginning or at the end or whenever you want to have it. But to get the voice out there of those who, you know, or maybe elderly or maybe don't have transportation or whatever the case may be, but they want to be involved in their county politics. Right. You know, to have them submit questions. And, you know, it was, again, frustrating. And I told him, I said, you know, if we do that and we don't have anybody there, you can be the first one to say, Master Robinson, I told you so. I said, but we should at least give it a chance. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. And same with, you know, city council. And I will say this, you know, I've watched Berea city council meetings. I've been to Berea city council meetings. And it would appear that at least in the city of Berea, more people are involved. That's you know, they, they come to the meetings. It's not just the department heads or the people that have to be there. It's, you know, it's local citizens wanting to ask about yeah. you know, whatever's going on, you know, in their city and trying to be informed or give a voice. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. That's the way it should work. You mentioned earlier that uh, your wife is Judge Brown. Right. What was that like being uh, the husband to a judge? Was there ever any wild stories that, that came from just that dynamic or mostly pretty smooth sailing? Uh, it, it was all smooth sailing. She's now retired. Yeah. She, she, she retired at the end of the year. And, you know, the the thing that frustrated her the most about it is that, you know, due to judicial ethics laws, you know, she could not be involved in my campaign. because Even retired? Well, she, she was wasn't retired. retired. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah. You know, back in, okay. the, yes. back right. in the midterm, right? She was not retired. So... You know, she she couldn't actively campaign. She couldn't necessarily go door to door with me. Oh, that's that fascinating. To keep from having, you know, if she did, somebody may have filed a you know a judicial complaint against her. Wow. Right. So you know, now I would tell people when they would ask me, you know, what do you do and whatever, and I would tell them that you you may know my wife. You know, it's Judge Brandy Brown, and um, you know, I would bring it up in the conversation uh, because she did exceptionally well every election she was in yeah. and was only opposed once uh, and even the election that she was opposed against Earl Ray Neal I mean she beat Earl Ray you know probably two to one yeah so um, you know it was there are no you know wild stories no this no that but you know she was you know kind of you know was she involved absolutely uh, but was she actively out there going door to door with me no and you knew that going in? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Knew that going in. Yeah. Knew that going in. Wasn't a surprise. It was no surprise. Now, you definitely, if you're married to a judge, you never win an argument, right? Is there ever a situation? <laughs> well, she funny. pulls out the gavel. I mean, it's no. Right. Well, you know, it's funny you say that, Tristan, because, you know, when we were, when we were dating uh, back in 2010, uh, she would, you know, come back and we would see each other and, you know, she was still in that judge mode. Yeah. Okay. And I would say, Judge Brown, I'm not, I'm not, in, I'm not in your courtroom. Okay? I'm not in your courtroom. And she would always apologize and say, hey, I'm sorry. That's funny. Yeah. That's great. That's true. That's, yeah. true. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, cool, Ray. What do you got? You got anything else? Now, I had an uncle tell me once, never win an argument in your own home. So that's probably good advice. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Smart. And, you know, she's also... Uh, you know, professionally trained at, right. the, at, at the University at of this. Kentucky Law School. Right, right, right. I'm not. That's a debate I would not want to be in. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, usually I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're exactly right. So would you consider a, a challenge? And uh, so what would it be, 26? Yeah, you know, I would. Um, I, I would consider a challenge. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, if, if you look at the, you know, length and, and breadth of, of my experience, um, right. I think I'm pretty decent on the stump. Uh, I think I'm, you know, have a, a good grasp of, of the issues. And sure, I would absolutely consider it again. Um, I think that, you know, I don't know if there if there's anything that I would necessarily do differently. 
Um, I'm still, you know, the the retail politician that is going to go door to door. Um, if anything, I, I wish you know I had more time. And you, you know, you'd, you'd hate to paint with too broad a brush, but you have to believe that some of those straight party ticket votes are maybe not the most informed folks. They just, you know. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. They just. Well, and, you know, I, you know, you can also, you know, make the argument that, you know, when you looked at, you know, the voting machines themselves, um, you know, it had right on there on your first screen, Republican or Democrat. Now, you know, I, I don't necessarily know if there was any explanation of what that meant. Maybe you had some folks in there. I don't know. that just said, yeah, man, I'm a Republican. Boom. And hit it. Right. And done. Right. Right. And you may have had the same thing as Democrats going, so you're a Democrat, boom, done. Um, instead of going through, and we had a pretty long ballot. There was a long ballot. Very long. It, it, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was a long ballot. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not here to make excuses. Right, right. I thought that, uh, you know, I thought that, that Brian ran a great campaign. It was, you know, there was no mudslinging. There was no sign stolen. That's there great. Was no, you know, it was it, it was all very good. And, and, and I told him that. And even after the forum that we had in late October, I said, hey, I appreciate you running the Clinton campaign. I, you know, I am as well. And the people that I have involved in my campaign are as well. I've told them. You know, listen, we're not going to do all that nonsense that used to be done years ago. Yeah. You yeah. know, we're, we're going to be, you know, we're going to take the high ground. That's great. Our buddy That's Chuck good. had a little of that, right? Some sign stealing and, and different things. Yeah, crazy. And how is Chuck? You know what? I've, I used, I spoke to him once a week for like six months, and I'm probably a month since I've spoke to him last. Chuck ran for judge. Yes. Great guy in the county, and I, he's been a longtime client of mine. And I look forward to seeing him back on the stump as well and running again at next opportunity. And wouldn't surprise me to see him switch parties. I mean, because he's like us, kind of a middle-of-the-road guy. Wouldn't surprise me at all to just take that advantage and primary somebody and, and go R. Well, and, you know, the other thing you look at, you know, it's unfortunate. You know, campaigns cost money. They sure do. They cost money. They sure and, do. Um, you know, I can tell you that, you know, I did not refuse, you know, any campaign donations. But I can tell you that I can probably count them on one hand. Uh, the donations that I did have, and I'm very appreciative of it, but, you know, they're, they're expensive. I yeah. mean, whether it's, you know, door hangers, whether it's advertisements in the paper or on radio or on TV or whatever the case may be, I mean, you know, they are expensive. And it's, you know, kind of like if, if you remember your economics classes, there's the barriers of entry, right? And, and one of the barriers of entry in, in politics is money. Is money. Which it's is cost. unfortunate. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yep. And, and, you, and you're pretty satisfied with um, how Kentucky votes, the the balloting process, and and you know, because um, it it varies district to district, right? Well, I mean, I think that I think that some of the changes that were made by the Secretary of State um, were at least positive. Okay. Okay. Um, but that's that's only saying that they're positive because. We were pretty backwards to begin with. Okay. Um, but I, I think that when you look at early voting, uh, I think that's great. Uh, when you look at the fact that, you know, you can vote at virtually any polling place yes. in, in Madison County, yes. which is great, regardless right. if it's, you know, for school board or magistrate or judge executive or Richmond City Commission, you know, you can vote wherever you want. So is, is that a permanent change, Ben? I believe it is. Uh, yeah, because I didn't know if that was a COVID thing or not. I was, I was a little confused. I mean, I vote in every election, and my wife was like, yeah, we're not, uh, there's not a particular precinct. You can vote anywhere in the county. I was like, really? This is pretty nice. Okay. It is nice. And, and yeah. I think that, um, you know, our um, uh, county clerk, um, you know, Kenny Barger, I, th I think that he ran a great election. I really do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that his team did a great job in letting people know, you know, on those early voting days or even day of election on Facebook saying, hey, you know, you can vote at all these different places. And we know that it's congested, say, out at out on Duncannon Lane. Why don't you go to, you know, another poll? Exactly. And list them because, you know, he was gauging you know, the right, you the know, turnout, the turnout, right, it, right, right. All those polling places and would try to divert people, you know, to other that's wonderful. To yeah. Vote, which, nice. which I think is fantastic. It sure I is. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And I may have interrupted you. Did you have a, another question for Ben? No. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm good. 
I mean, I can always come up with a few yeah, more, but... Uh, sure. No, I'm fine. Yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm good on time. No worries. Let's see. All right, Ben. Well, uh, on the heels of your... Um, ben turned out to be very interesting. He wasn't at all what you advertised. <laughs> no. <laughs> I did what, say what, was... Well, <laughs> you know, listen, the only conversation that Tristan and I have is usually at Nightjar. That's it. Me, what, three what, drinks in uh, oh, at yeah. Nightjar. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and let me give a blatant plug. Nightjar. Best cheeseburger in Madison. Yeah. Love Nightjar. I mean, great folks over there. Yeah. And then that they that. do some marketing with me yes. on my, my day job. So, yeah. yeah, big, big fans of them. And it is, man, the Brussels sprouts over there. And I'm not a Brussels sprout guy. They're better than French fries. There you man, go. those things are phenomenal. All right, so they're not a sponsor. Maybe now I'm going to go talk to Katie and <laughs> get a few, maybe get some free burgers for the plug. Well, you know, it's, it's funny. Katie, Katie came to one of the um, uh, fiscal court meetings, and she was being recognized as a uh, female small business owner. Nice. And um, I said, you know, one, I congratulated her and said that it was well-deserved. And I said, if you have not been to Nightjar, it is absolutely the best cheeseburger in Madison County, if not the Commonwealth of Kentucky. That's great. Don't disagree. And the drinks, those drinks over there, and you may not say it, you're in politics, I'll say it. The mixed drinks over there and those bartenders they've got, sweet kids, you know, early, mid-20s, the drinks are phenomenal. The menu from top to bottom really is good. It's great. Everything. That's yeah. great. I've not been, so I got to go. Plug. Nice. Yeah. In fact, very good. We're, we're having that tonight. Oh, are you really? Oh, yes. very cool. Very so, good. So after here, I'm, I'm taking cheeseburgers on. Nice. I like it. That's I just great. wish they were open on Sundays. I hate that we miss a day of uh, mm. night jar. But yeah, other than that, the best. That's great. All right. But so, yeah, you can yes or no or maybe politics. Do you think after Trump and the January 6th and kind of all that nonsense where we have been probably as divided as we've been politically since the Civil War between Republicans and Democrats, do you feel like it's getting a little better or do you feel like the divide is continuing more so? I, I think it's getting better. I, I believe it is. Man, let us I, hope. I, I believe that it's getting a little bit better. And I think that what's – and the only way it's going to change – the only way this tide is going to change is – when those moderate Republicans that you know have a sense of responsibility and somewhat decency come out and say this this is not working. right yeah. this polarization is not working and then you know you also look at you know you look at that faction on the right and you can look at the faction on the left as well but you know it's it's shrinking Seems to be. It seems to be. Seems to be. I also feel like, and hope you're right. I just feel like the sooner we get Trump and Trumpism, probably kind of out of politics, the better off we'll be. But it does feel like we're moving in the right direction. Right. Well, I I think what's going to have to happen is the Republican Party is going to have to figure out that um, you know I don't care how you want to put it, everything Trump touches dies, uh, or that he's the greatest loser. Uh, When you look at you know when he stamps his approval to a candidate they didn't do so well i was shocked in ohio that you know jd vance you know won there that was one of the few big ones that they edged out it was yeah and and it was one that that i felt like that you know was his name ryan yeah yeah i thought he was a fantastic candidate i I think he tim was a good candidate i think he's in line with the three of us yes right he he was a fantastic he he really was and and i'm disappointed in me too the democratic party did not they didn't pump any money in they did not right it also feels like ohio sadly is just red now statewide it feels like it's kind of turned (sighs) well we'll see what how sheriff does right yes you know because he's running yeah he is and you know, he's he and Ryan are not that dissimilar. No, not at all. Yeah, Tim Ryan is. A, if he could represent, I've liked him since he said Democrats lost their way when we we forgot we were the party of people who showered after work, that's because right. that's the reason. I'm, Dad was a working man. That was the that was their backbone, and somehow that got lost. I guess in 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 a lot of social issues and the culture wars and so forth. And as we said before, we allowed Republicans to define us right. um, and tell us, you know, that this is what you represent. And and yeah, Tim Ryan is an, a really great exception to that but but, but, but I, I really believe that that we're moving more towards the center yeah i feel like you're right i, I believe we are and, and you can look at you know the abortion amendments that were on various states i mean heck kentucky yeah yeah yes it was fascinating no. yes okay yeah voted no yes so it, it tells me that that you know whether it's 
there had to be a lot of there had to be a good number of Republicans. There had to be a, a good number of independents, and obviously the Democratic base, you know, went out and voted no. Right. Right. So I don't. Did we not cuss the whole episode? And do you want to cuss? I know we. we do not we, cuss, Ben. No. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. You know, when when Tristan asked me to come on, you know, the podcast, I asked him. Is what's it rated? Is it G? Is it PG? You know, where are you guys? And I listened to several of your all's podcasts. And before I punched them up, there was an E beside it. And I was like, damn, okay, it's 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 wide open. True story. We had done which Trison will attest to this, we had done maybe fifteen or twenty podcasts and um, my brother's a decent faithful listener and still in New Jersey school teacher. And he said, you know, we've had these conversations and he said, you know, it almost seems a little sanitized. Like if we're just hanging out in the backyard, having a beer, having a conversation, you're, you're not going to, you're going to, you know, drop an F bomb, whatever. And I told him and he was like, I'm in. All right. We're good to go. Here. I love it. Yeah, I was, I was waiting. So he took raised, that ball yes. and ran with it. Yeah. That's my favorite. <laughs> but we can be polite. We and and be again, polite. I, and I found myself today, probably not as much because we've got a guest and kind of not wanting to yeah. look well a very interesting but, guest yeah. it was it was that great was very, well, I, mean, yeah, sure. you know, I, I felt like that you know listening to some of your all's podcasts I, I got to know both of you all okay whether it's apologies going, again you know going virtually every Saturday to uh, uh, to Berea Pond or, oh yeah right 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 I heard plenty of great stories about the bowling alley okay? yeah that's been uh, my and, life. And how, you know, <laughs> it was mismanaged. Yeah. And you had somebody from Chicago that would fly in and try to tell you all how to run Absolutely. The yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I before coming on, I listened to several episodes. Nice. It's unfortunate <laughs> that your wife doesn't like the Boone Tavern to eat. Okay. Right? That's what <laughs> I, I keep saying. That. I mean, that could be grounds for divorce, I think. I mean, spoon bread is great. It is. Oh, it really yeah. is. Well, yeah. I mean, so during the pandemic, you know, the Boone Tavern would do you know monday through i think saturday or maybe seven days a week you know they would do a different meal every night and it was family style nice so on fridays they had fish they had catfish which was great and the portions were huge Mm. for you know the price was like anywhere between 25 and say 35 bucks it would feed four easily that's awesome and you know, I would always get a whole thing of spoon bread, right? Because my wife, Brandy, she loves it. So good. She loves it. Kindred spirits with and, Brandy. And, and, it, and it reheats well. Yeah. Yes. It, yes. It reheats well. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've listened to your all shows. I'm going to continue listening to your all shows. And, you know, I appreciate the offer and opportunity to come talk with you guys about well, it's been you know, wonderful man. please and hopefully you come, come back, back man yeah our political uh, consultant will we'll be pestering yeah, all the time this was uh, you know, very fun great. i actually play fantasy football with mayor fraley okay okay <laughs> no bruce funny, well you know i've known mayor fraley since you know since i was an eighth grader nice he was a senior and um i don't know if if i was good enough or whatever but i was in middle school and i played football and so I would leave middle school practice and go to varsity practice. Oh, nice. And so I dressed out varsity. Oh, cool. And I remember um, when when I was an eighth grader, the last game of the year was up in Elkhorn City. And Mayor Fraley was our quarterback. Okay. And Mayor Fraley had forgotten all of his various pads. Oh, you know? no. So whether it's, you know, the stuff on the kidneys, the butt pads, oh, you know, God. all that stuff. And so the eighth grader. You volunteered him? Right, because I'm probably not going to play. And damn if I didn't get in. No kidding. Oh, no. There was like two minutes and 45 seconds. I got into the game. That's great. I had no pads. I didn't even have a mouthpiece. Oh, no. They gave me one out of athletic tape. Oh, my God. I guess it worked. You got all your teeth. I still have them all, man. So, true story. That's great. Oh, that's funny. I will. Because he got most of my pads, and somebody got my mouthpiece. <laughs> that's Too funny. great. That's, you know, and that sounds like my full four years of playing high school football. I would have probably been donating my pads. That's so funny. Get, get oh, that's away. a great story. That's now, awesome. put a year on that. What year would that have been? That was, wow, that was 1980. 80. 80. 79 or 80. 79 yes. or 80. Yeah. Wow. 80. The year I was born, yeah. 1980. 
what about that? We're old, Ben. We're old. <laughs> Got me by a couple years at least. But listen, I, I would love to come back on. Please do. Please. You. Absolutely. Well, it was a fantastic you visit. Come back on any time and, uh, uh, you know, shoot the breeze with you guys. Absolutely. That, so tell me, Tristan was telling me that uh, at the end of the show, you guys were going to do jokes. I'm not a very good joke. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty liberal uh, yeah, description. Are... We attempt humor. I don't know. You know. Well, it looks here, like you're here, pulling yours from a calendar. I tell you what, you want to read one? So, I so told here, him to bring one. He, so he may be prepared already. So here's the book, Ben. The book, my, my son gave this to me. It's Dad Jokes, the good, the bad, the terrible. So this is kind of, there's a bad joke. There's a dad bad joke or a bad dad joke. <laughs> oh, no glasses. That's right. Okay. Well, Tristan will read okay. it. Here no, no, he's okay. Here, here it goes. Okay. Uh, so the teacher says, what will you do when you're as big as your father? And the kid says, die. <laughs> there you go. A true dad joke. Perfect. Nice. And well well delivered, Ben. And Thank you Did you bring so your much. own? You, you have an extra? You know, I don't. I, okay, I, well, perfect. I, 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 good. Well, perfect. Perfect. I like it. Yeah, and the than, than jokes. stories. We had very, a comedian on, enjoyable. and he said the same thing, which I was fascinated that he didn't have a go-to joke that just for that. Yeah. And he said, no, I like telling stories, yeah. which is pretty good. Well, cool. You want to do yours, Ray, and then I'll I'll do these. That was mine. Get the heck out of here. Ben got me covered. We'll rip something else out of the book, dude. Oh, throw man, another are... one out there. Come on, Ray. You have a whole book. God, I do have a whole. If book. If you didn't have a and book, I don't have my glasses either. All right. So, uh, okay. Why does a flamingo lift up one leg? I don't know. If it lifted up both legs, it would fall over. Right on. Now, <laughs> right on. That's, that's pretty good. There you go. right. Thank you, Raymond. Very and very thank very you, Brent. Thank you, Bree Upon. Brought to you by Bury our buddy Pond, Aaron yes. and Bree Upon. Aaron, come back in. Do the show. Yes. We, we won't cuss when you're on. Uh, Buckshotandlead.com. Check out our buddy Aaron at Bree Upon. And this is uh, for Bad Wolf Gaming. I'm going to read some of our reviews. As people listening know, there's not much you can do to help us out. But if you would, write a review on Apple or Spotify. We certainly appreciate that. That's the best way to help out our show. And with that, I've got some actual reviews uh, that other users have left already. And, and we can end with those. So uh, first one, your podcast is like the Super Bowl. Well, the Super Bowl of mediocrity. Wow. Well, that's, that's from our Lee, fans. Yeah, our fans. Leanne Clinton, Green Wave. Oh, uh, let's see. <laughs> All right, the next one. An Irishman and a Jew walk into a bar. Oh, here we go. All right. And I wish they would stay there instead of doing that damn podcast. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, wow. Nice. That, that's hurtful. That's just me. Yeah. And they're bringing our, our heritage into it, which is no fun at all. That's from at Sky Money 84 um, okay, here's the third one. I like to play a drinking game when I listen to Extreme Common Sense, and I do a shot every time Trisden sounds stupid. So far, I'm two minutes into the show, and Slapple, Pinky, Mork, Darb, Sleepy. Oh, okay. They didn't even finish the just two minutes in, which that does sound accurate. That's from Matt Drew Carey's well, cousin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> bourbon, I would just assume. Well, that's PGA. Okay. Could be. <laughs> see, uh, <laughs> see, I haven't been this bored since I was stuck in an elevator with the guy who plays Doug in the Limu Emu commercials. <laughs> wow. that's, that's pretty rough. That's harsh. Yeah. You think there would be a few nice ones mixed in? But yeah. Almost just never is. No. Yeah, that was from At Taco Wednesday. Yeah, not not Tuesday. And the final one here. Um, Let's see. Actually, that's one we, you know, this, this we read last me, week. This reminds me a lot of, you know, I think Jimmy Kimmel used to do the mean tweets. Right, right. And, and I loved it when he would have President Obama. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, so these are like so. mean tweets to you guys. Kind of, yeah, yeah, exactly. It really is, yes. O only they're completely real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the, then the mean tweets actually are real. Oh, yeah. yeah. They are, yes, so. they were. And, you know, the, I, I've seen most all of them, and I would highly So funny. Them. Um, watching, the, you know, the various ones for the NBA stars. Oh, man. Oh, so good. Yes. They're great. I mean, there was, uh, what's his name? Uh, McKibben Matumbo. Yeah. was on. He was like, Doug hey, hey, you sound like a cookie monster. He's like, I don't sound anything like a cookie monster. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they played a, you know, a track of the cookie monster. It was, it was, right it was identical. I don't sound like a cookie monster. <laughs> That's so funny. That's it. So, All right, yeah. so we'll leave you with this, Ben. Uh, okay. uh, Michael or LeBron? That, that's a tough one. That's you know that that's the same debate that I have. You know, I'm a, a semi-avid golfer uh, with my oldest son, who's you know, Jack and Tiger. Jack and yeah. Tiger. And I'm like, look at the stats. Just look at the stats. Right. And, and I think when you look at you know Michael and, and LeBron, you know I want to lean towards Michael. Well, 
Because because he's not generation. That's true too, and and that's a very honest answer. But what was it that you said you liked, Tristan? I feel like Michael's the better player. LeBron's had the better career. Yes. Yeah. Well, and you, you could almost maybe apply that to Jack and Tiger. That 10-year span that Tiger had was untouched. But over the course of a career, I think you have to say Jack. Well, but yeah. And, and when you look at... Won a Masters at 46 or 48. Yeah. Right. Well, and also when you look at, you know, as I tell my son, look at the stats. I yeah. Mean, Jack, if he didn't win... I'm oh, sure, the seconds were... second place. Incredible. He had like 18 or 20 He did, place. yes. So, and, you know, it also, when you look at that whole era... Had there not been a Jack Nicholas, you know, what would Tom Watson have been? Sure. Or if you don't have a Tiger Woods. Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson. Yeah. No Very doubt true. about it. No doubt about it. Fascinating. Ben, a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming in, man. Thank it was you, great. Man. And we'll do this we again. Yeah, yeah, we really do appreciate it. Thank let's, you. Let's do it again. Yeah, right. absolutely. And, and so thanks, thanks to Bria Pond, Bad Wolf, Front Porch Studios, Rational Boomer Podcast, and of course, Stove Leg Media. Thanks yes, sir. to everybody. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Take Chris. care. Thanks for listening to Extreme Common Sense with Trisden and Ray. We hope you had fun and look forward to taking on another topic next week. Hey guys, Trisden here from the Extreme Common Sense podcast. You may notice Ray's not here because Ray's a lazy bastard. Just kidding, I love Ray, but he's not here. So nonetheless, Dan and Nasa with Bad Wolf Gaming, we appreciate your podcast support, and we hope if you're listening locally, you'll check them out at 711 Chestnut Street in Berea. They've got a full arcade with some gambling things, sort of. So check out the arcade. Check out Dungeons & Dragons, Yu-Gi-Oh! Magic. They're a great place to buy your cards. Don't miss out. Get into Bad Wolf today. Tell them Extreme Common Sense sent you. Hello. According to our research, you like podcasts. Well, if you have a passion, mission, or story, you should have your own podcast. And I have a resource you might be interested in. Go to frontporchstudios.com slash products and services. You'll see how Front Porch Studios can help you enter the world of podcasting. Again, that's frontporchstudios.com slash products and services. Thank you for your time. Goodbye.